Hello there! Are you ready to have some fun? This is the story of Rawl's Adventures, starring Ashley McLean as Rawl, the raccoon that always has some kind of scheme up his sleeve, Eli Royal as Doc, the impulsive and kind of bonkers guy that lives in the park, and hosted by Jason Hobbs. Come have a listen and a laugh! Hello and welcome to We Play RPGs, specifically Rawls Adventures, a podcast, a show on the podcast network. It gets confusing sometimes. Anyway, I am Jason, your game master for this session, and I am joined by. I'm Ashley, and I play Rawl. And I am Eli, playing Doc. And I just so delight in changing how I do this every single time because I don't have a written script in front of me. I need to do that. I will do that after this. Anyway, this particular episode is sponsored by Metallic Dice Games, makers of fantastic dice, both metal and gemstone and glass. I think they're glass. They're like fake gemstone. It's zircon, which is like a type of glass. It's just a lot stronger. It's heavy-duty glass, Mm -hmm. the best glass. And they're shiny, they're awesome. I can never use regular plastic dice again because they don't have that satisfying weight that I enjoy when I go to roll dice. (laughs) And, uh, well, we all have them. Uh, Mine are these uh, rainbow-type purple, green, and white, which I, again, as I said, I absolutely love the way that they feel and they roll and they sound. And I'm sure that Eli and Ashley love theirs, as they've said before, on other uh, shows we've had and episodes we've had. And uh, if you use our link, is it link or coupon code? I think it's coupon code. Mm -hmm. Uh, Play it forward at checkout. You save 10% off your order. And that is Metallic Dice Games. Go check them out. That was a great last uh, ad for them. What? Because eventually they're going to listen to one of these ads where we clearly have written nothing. It's fine. If 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 other major r- real play uh, podcasts and shows can do the shenanigans that I'm aware of with other brands, then surely we are f- totally, totally fine. Because we are we are down here and they are way up here with their shenanigans. So we're professionals. But I, I think we're good considering how I, uh, other people do it. So, uh, but this is also sponsored by Found Familiar Coffee, makers of fine, delicious, delicious coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Goodberry is uh, my favorite right now. It's definitely and my it's, favorite. It's a good one. Their main thing is that uh, you get coffee bags with D&D and other fantasy-inspired art on it, and uh, they give full credit to their artists, which is awesome. And if you want to do that, if you go to Found Familiar Coffee, you can, same thing, it's uh, Play It Forward, and that gets you 10% off your order, which is pretty awesome, because mm-hmm. it's really it's really good. Like I, I hate to admit it, but there are times where it's just like, I need coffee to function. And uh, it's a really great go-to, so. Yeah, they've made me very bougie about my coffee. (laughs) Same. Big same. Yeah, I didn't used to be so bougie about it. But if I'm not mistaken, that is all of the announcements and things. Eli can remind me if I'm forgetting something. Nah, that's the whole deal. Cool. I was pretty sure that that was everything. Like I said, I need to get a script. I'll do that after this. But anyway... Welcome back to the show portion of the show, where Abral and Doc had ventured into the sewers to try and figure out whoever or whatever had been clogging it and had been attacking the various sewage maintenance workers that had been sent down to investigate. Along the way, they encountered, uh, once again, Dr. Mayhew, who... uh, enlisted their assistance with the very same, her reasoning being that her submarine had been attacked by whatever these creatures were. 
They quickly discovered that whatever the cause is appears to be somewhat undead in nature as they fought several heavily rotted zombies and one poo-poo monster. <laughs> and they also discovered that there are some strangely intelligent rats down here, although they haven't interacted with them in any way other than destroying the swarm that came after them. And slightly annoying the one uh, rat with clothes and stuff. So that happened. And when we last left, I believe there was a glowering, floating, flaming skull that David, the direwolf, happened to sense before our miscreants. I'm going to use the word miscreants. Knew it That's was a fair there. assessment. <laughs> Well, because you're not heroes. You're kind of heroes, no. but you're not. It's it feels dirty calling them. We're heroes. hero adjacent. Yeah, it feels dirty calling you heroes, but at some point you kind of are. But anyway, and that's where we had left off with y'all in the sewers, just trying to figure out what the heck that thing was. And you are currently, because you can't see the map that I have, on the. Northeast, south, western corridor at the end of that. And you had came from the south. The north is where that clothed rat was, where the portcullis is technically open because I'm pretty sure that Doc broke it. Yeah. But you haven't interacted it with that. It dropped because we didn't have anything to, uh, to support it. Prop well, it open with. Didn't but the... you could just... It's broken. Doc just needs to lift it up again. I thought exactly. the mechanation put something there to keep it open. Uh, it did, and then you got into a fight, so then it went to help you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was holding it up. Oh, okay. And then it heard fighting and was like, okay, <laughs> new priority. <laughs> and uh, so the only area you haven't explored, explored, is the east, which is a pretty long corridor, actually. And that's the direction that that flaming skull thing that just appeared and then maniacally laughed and floated away came yeah. from. Yeah. So that was all- weird, right? Like everybody else saw that? Yeah. <laughs> that was really weird. But it's the only way, only area we haven't looked at yet. I mean, it's probably a trap, right? Does it count as a trap if we know it's a trap? I think... I think it's still a trap. It's just not a surprise trap. This is some this is some philosophical stuff. I'm gonna have to think about this. And Doc just starts walking down the hallway. <laughs> We're all scampers all right. after. So I'd say you guys get to the intersection with uh, Mayhew the construct and David following you. I believe Doc would be going first. Along with the construct. Probably, yeah. And then I'll have Mayhew behind with Rawl. And then David will also help cover. Because he's a good boy. And that takes you another 5 to 10 minutes to get back to the center corridor. It's relatively uneventful. Still sewers. Still stinky. Smells like how, well, a sewer should be. And uh, you get to that cross-section, and there is the way you came, which leads to Mayhew's submarine and the ladder that goes back up to her workshop. And there is the passageway north, which leads to where that uh, rather intelligent rat was. And he's still there. You can kind of see him kind of hunched in the darkness, kind of giving you a shoe-go-away motion with his paws. And the portcullis, while it is currently closed, you know you could lift it with... Out much issue. Okay. We should probably go that way, right? Yeah, that's that's the direction that the skull was. Well, the skull was further east from here because it's a t- it's a it's not a T intersection. It's like a four way. Mm-hmm. So you can continue going the way you're going, which you haven't been yet. It's just darkness at the edge of the light from Mayhew's little lantern backpack thing. And uh, then there's directly north where you can see that rat's kind of in the corner, backed up against the grate, who's still kind of absent-mindedly showing you away. Uh, I mean, the rat was the direction that Doc was talking about. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Rawl. Okay. You confused me with your directions. Oh. That's fine. I'm sorry. So we're going north. 
we are we are opening up the portcullis and heading north. Okay. Yep. Well, you do that. That's not that hard. Doc just walks up and reaches his hand under again and lifts it, and it just goes all the way up. And just for giggles, make another strength check. Or roll, I guess, because there's no checks five. per se. But a five is a success, so I shall say this time you actually manage to get the mechanism to get stuck in the up position. Nice. Nice. It just goes, and it won't budge. So, And the rat just kind of looks at you, disappointed, and you guys are... Again, I'm using D&D terms, which Savage Worlds hardcore fans will be a little annoyed about, but that's fine. It's easier for me to keep track this way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So for you Savage Worlds people, that's going to be eleven tabletop inches away. And just for me, that's 55 feet, is the rat. And shortly close behind him is this thin grate that it doesn't move Uh, it just allows wastewater to flow through it Mm -hmm. and the rat is basically has crawled his way from that section to the section that you're currently in and it's thin it's only like like the grate that's behind the rat is probably only like a foot or two tall and the width of the sewer itself wide so it's not something that you guys could go through well Raw, maybe, but it would be hard. Yeah, that's what I was say. It'd still be kind of hard for him to fit through. He's three feet tall. <laughs> well, I mean, you th- th- there's a way to do it. You got to kind of like dislocate oh. some things. and That's assuming that's the direction you want to go. You have no idea what's further beyond that direction. But uh, the rat's very annoyed, and I'm assuming you start walking towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100%. my that's uh, Doc's plan. All right. So, how close do you want to get to the rat? We're fifty-five feet away. Uh, you were, yeah. Let's get ten feet away from it. Okay. So you move up to be about ten feet away from the rat, and uh, it's just shaking its head like, "Oh no, I have to deal with these people now." And he, I'd say he goes to one of the bricks, and pulls it out, and then pulls out uh, a piece of paper and a some sort of writing equipment and just starts scribbling around in the book and then hands it to you. To which one of us? To Doc. I would say okay. to Doc. Given his animal affinity. Can Doc read? And here's read? the question. Can, Can Doc, Doc read? read? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He doesn't, I know at some point he, okay. he was illiterate. But no, I don't know I, if we changed that. I thought he was, and I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Hence my confusion. Uh, yeah, so what, what does it say? It says, in this really awfully written script, all jointy and at hard angles, uh, but it basically reads, Hello, my name is... And then it's just a bunch of, like, hissing syllables, like S's and scritches and scratches. And then it has in parentheses next to that, Philip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and the rest of it goes, who are you and what is your business in the Rat King's territory? Um, Doc goes, uh, he hands the paper back to him and goes, uh, I'm Doc. This is Rawl, Dr. Mayhew, a robot. And David, we're here to find out why, like, everything's getting stopped up and stuff. The rat nods. Philip nods and uh, throws his cloak back and begins scribbling in the book again. And it says, Weird skeleton man showed up about a couple weeks ago and started making these outrageous claims about being some sort of deity or or something or royalty. I, I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. But uh, he's got the Rat King's uh, paws in a bind a little bit because this is a Rat King's turf. And, uh, you know, he's a peaceful king, so he's been keeping out of it. But uh, if this goes on for much longer, it's 
going to be war down here. But uh, that guy hangs out where the uh, master switches are. I think that's what the humans call them. But that's further to the, uh, well, cardinal directions wise, it'd be the east. But it would be it would be to your right from here. Okay. Uh, it's a long hallway. I've seen a lot of really scary dead people that don't act like they're dead, but they're dead. And that weird skull thing every once in a while seems to be kind of like a scout or observer or something. But it mostly leaves us alone. I think he just thinks we're regular rats, but we're not. Yeah, no, I can tell that. Um, well, guys, you, you want to head over this way so that we can, like, kill a skeleton and yeah. get out of this place? Because I hate it here. Yeah, we can definitely do that. No, you like suit or you hate sewers. Well, I do now. <laughs> I don't blame you any. The zombies were Oh, and uh, if you see the lizard men, tell them that Philip said hi. Sure thing. Okay. Kind of gives you a nod. They start heading that way. Mayhew's just firstly scribbling down notes this entire time. <laughs> Crazy mad scientist lady that she is. <laughs> Gotta take this notes. Out. It's like she is not. She's right a in nerd, the is what she is. That too. But I imagine you keep proceeding down the sewers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at this point, with the conversation you've had. I'd say it got to about here. Well, by the time you get to the corridor, it'll be... Don't worry about it. I'm doing GM things in the background. <laughs> so. Don't worry about it. You guys it. keep proceeding Pay east. no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> you guys keep proceeding down the corridor. There are a couple of... I'd say they don't have artificial lighting in here just because of how relatively new that technology is. But there is uh, basically torches that are carefully encased in glass, so that way the uh, sewer gases don't, you know, start a fire. Cool. But that provides light to the rest of the space. Okay. It seems, and and there's like a rudimentarily drawn maintenance access that points the direction you're going. Okay. Nice. And right. uh, let's go ahead keep, and follow the signs. Keep moving. Keep keep moving. I it takes saw you. The sign. <laughs> it takes you probably another five to ten minutes to get to the end of that corridor and opens up into this big, big space. Uh, it seems that this portion has actually relatively recent, and there are signs of newer excavations that have been going on here. And uh, the room itself is huge, and I do mean that in every sense like this is not it, it used to be just part of the sewers but clearly someone or something has widened it artificially like there's carved out cavern cave like elements to this i mean it keeps going like in the same width that the sewers is but you can clearly tell that there are spaces beyond that where it just opens up and it's just all been excavated and carved away and dug out. Hmm. Someone's definitely been messing with the sewer system. Because huh. the area that the actual tunnel is that you guys were in are about 30 feet across. This room was 30 feet across, but has been widened to be significantly larger than that, I will say. You know, I don't think this is part of the city infrastructure. Yeah, this doesn't look like it was originally this way crudely and cut away yeah it's really crappily it's really mm -hmm. crappily dug out <laughs> hey he's a skeleton okay he's not very strong i had and something i was see... gonna say i forgot now <laughs> oh i was gonna say you could you could say it we're no, all about brain. jokes here <laughs> and there's these like flickering dancing lights kind of up into the air a little bit that illuminate the space so you can all see it's still dim but it's not dark and you can see a, a quite a good ways ahead of you um, actually probably at the limit of your vision these two rows of creatures one of them appears to be all humanoid with rotting dripping bloated flesh 
more zombies, presumably. And directly across from them is pretty much the same thing, only they are withered and dry and all just bone. Some of them have bits of sinew stuck, but for the most part, they're just bony. And at the far, far end, the very edge of your vision sat pretty much in the middle of these two rows in like some sort of throne room-esque situation. Is this, I would say tall. He's six and a half feet, but he's thin. I mean, he's bones, but you imagine in life he was thin. Skeletal humanoid creature? A long white and gray hair that's falling apart in places as bits of the scalp are still there. He has what at one point would have been quite fine silken robes, probably bits of blues and golds, silks, but since have faded completely and their holes and bits and tatters, and it just is not, it's not looking good. And he has this big wooden, no, not wooden, it would be black metal staff that he has in one hand, and he's currently looking over at the skull, which is hovering. Is he Swedish? <laughs> Good, because of the black metal. I did not get that reference, yeah. but I will laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> which is currently just hovering, and uh, then they both turn and look at you all entering, and uh, he says, Well, hello there. Welcome, welcome. Please, please, come in, come in. It is rude to stand there and not approach your king. Uh, I don't really recognize monarchies. Uh, oh, but how about religious affiliations? Well, we're not affiliated nah. with you. Wizards? Wizards? Uh, I got. I have no feeling one way or the other about wizards. Eh, fine. Well, still, come in. <laughs> After all, you are guests in my domain. Yeah, that, sure. It, at the moment, you're standing right at the edge of where the sewer is and where this excavation is, pretty much. <laughs> you have not yet crossed the threshold. Well, Doc will walk in. Okay. Uh, just because this is a big room, are you going past the standing guards or not? Mm, yeah, probably. I, okay. I don't see Do why you, I wouldn't. Do you walk... Basically within talking distance of this uh, robot skeleton? Uh, Doc and David do. Okay. Because David's not going to be very far behind Doc. So I'd say you are... It, it takes you a bit. Again, it's a big room. But you, you walk up pretty much to be before the throne, as it were. And uh, David's right behind you. Mayhew is really kind of worried, so she's just kind of be just behind where the guards begin and along with their construct. And then I will ask Rawl, are you going to be before the guards or after them? Before the guards. Okay, so you're going to be where Mayhew is, where she's not crossing that part of the threshold. Yeah. Okay. Doc and David appear to be the main uh, character to this uh, story. You know how the one main character walks up and then all companions kind of wait behind and let the main character do his thing? That's basically what's happening. Well, I imagine that Rawl is getting a, a feel for the situation. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's what he's doing because he's so paranoid. Yeah. He's not just hanging back to hang back, if that makes any sense. And we'll see, there's not that much difference between you. Like, you could get there in a run. You could get up to Doc in a run. Okay. So, it's not... Too terribly far away. Yeah. And uh, this guy just kind of looks at you. And uh, I'd say enough time has passed for me to draw another card. Cool. Nothing interesting happens. And he just looks at you and goes, Well, well, what brings you here? Hey, are you the one stopping up the sewers? Well, I mean, I feel like it was necessary to divert the wastewater away from my domain. And he points to the... It's not really a control panel. It's like a rudimentary series of like levers and switches and things it's a series um, of tubes yeah much like basically. the internet <laughs> yeah all right um doc kind of looks back at raw and goes what do we uh, what do we do 
Can we attack the first row of things? The zombies? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, if if Rawl says attack them, well, no, Doc's a pacifist. Um, Doc goes, hey, skeleton guy what i don't i don't know your name i'm professor anderson at your service uh mr anderson mm. can you just like leave please roll persuasion <laughs> uh that's well i'm in the sewer so it's a minus two so that's a five i'll count that as a point in your favor in this uh test of wits Oh, oh Doc came unarmed is... to a test of wits. Oh, the next card is that. Darn you, Eli. Darn you. Okay. This is what's going to happen. You say that, and he just kind of goes glassy-eyed for a second, and then looks down, and like this glowing red energy manifests in one eye, and this kind of glowing bluish energy manifests in the other eye, and he just starts muttering to himself mostly incoherently and the snippets you catch are these fools metal in our domain we must smite them now spread word of our dread to the surface world and then the other voice starts talking he's like oh i don't know they seem like pretty nice people uh maybe we should hear them out a little bit and it snaps up i think this guy's crazy and then it the eyes flick both to blue because I draw the uh, club Got and a he's real a monologuer and I'm situation. not going to make him make a smarts test. Yes. What'd you say, Ashley? I was saying he yeah, has real golem situation going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose I could leave, but if I did leave, then what would... Um... Well, I know the people on the surface don't really take kindly to folks of my disposition... So I'm wondering what could you wonderful uh, burly folks offer to free me from this uh, incomprehensible predicament of sorts? How did you even get like that? He is he is currently monologuing. Okay. <laughs> well, long story short, I went on an expedition to uh, cut it across the sea where the drow liked to hang out and there's this whole serpent cult thing it's a deal anyway uh i was doing some research into their culture and long story short no there is no such thing as long he just keeps rambling like this super long drawn out story you could listen to it if you want but it's gonna take a while Mm -hmm. uh while he's rambling doc kind of whispers over a roll and says i mean well, you just convince him to go like a different part of the sewers, right? Sounds like a plan, as long as it's hey. not interfering with, you know, land base. Hey, uh, Professor, you seem really crazy. What's that about? So, you catch him as he's like, anyway, so at that point, they decided to uh, stab me in the chest and, oh, uh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean... I think I'm sane. You got the whole two personality thing going on. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you were just were talking to yourself a minute ago. But doesn't everyone do that? I mean, don't we all have different ids and personalities and things all inside us, and it's just the most dominant one that wins out most of the time? No. Right? That's how it works, what right? Id is, but no. But anyway, huh. why don't you just like go to a different part of the sewers? And he just gestured. Make a persuasion check. Just curious. Let's see. I'm gonna draw another card. Okay, his monologue out. ends. Uh, ten minus two is eight. Okay, so that's that's three. He just gestures to the area around you that he's carved out, and he's like, "But I, I you took a lot of time and effort." And minions to do this sort of thing. Yeah, I get that. But, like, you seem like a dead person. So you probably have, like, all the time in the world, right? You always build somewhere else. Let's see here. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a, that's a, that's a failure. That's a, that's a terrible, (laughs) terrible failure. Okay. (laughs) And he just looks at you all and goes, yep, that sounds like a perfectly fine idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, what area would you suggest, perhaps? Uh, Mayhew? You got some ideas? Uh, Mayhew just looks and goes, well, I mean, I guess there are some parts deeper in, because, like, they're dead, so they don't... Actually, they don't need to breathe. Couldn't we just, like, flood this section and they would still be able to do whatever it is they're doing. You know, like, the sewers would be fine, because, like, the flow of water would resume as usual. Sounds good. I mean... Wait, hold on. Anderson, why did you stop up the sewers in the first place? And at that point, he kind of looks down again and looks up. When he looks up, you see that both eyes have glazed over to to the reddish glow, and it's like... Why to lure you in, of course. A certain someone was very, very unhappy at what you had done to a business operation. So I lured Mr. Anderson and jarbled his brain even more than Artie was. And, uh, well, here's my trap for you. But he also rolled a three on that. So as he's saying this, his eyes flick back to the half and half. And uh, Mr. Anderson just says, wait, 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 maybe instead of doing the super evil thing, we could just play a game. If they win, then they go free, and uh, we'd comply with their demands, and if you win, then we could just kill them. <laughs> and the whatever other malignant forces there just goes, oh, very well, let's get you to shut up for a little while. Cool, I like let's, games. Yeah. Let's arm wrestle. <laughs> make a persuasion check at some point Rawl should be doing these Rawl's just sitting back and watching this go down it's not Rawl's like I can say persuasion anything than I am. what do you mean it's not like you can't say anything you can say whatever you want you're also better at this than I am he's just, <laughs> he's just a crazy skeleton man he will politely stop and let you explain whatever crazy nonsense you want to uh, okay. But with a with the minus two, I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a with the minus two, you get a one. Okay. Yes. Very well. But I choose who you wrestle. Is that fair? Uh. Why don't roll? we play another game that doesn't involve a bunch of strength? Okay. Like a what game. What would you suggest? A game of memory. Very well. Step up to the plate, then. <laughs> Raw steps forward. And there's just a china set on the floor. <laughs> there is now oh, God. old discarded china set that somehow somehow managed to get down here. <laughs> you know what? There's all kinds of weird stuff that in some of the sewers. I'm not going to question it. <laughs> anyway, a game of memory, perhaps. All right, I think I got something around here somewhere. And he pulls out a deck of cards. Okay. And he begins laying them out. And he basically says, this is how the game will go. You flip one card, and we keep going until either the time runs out, in which case you lose, or until you match all the cards. And if you fail, I win. And if you win, then I fail. Simple as that. Okay. Such a this, uh, this sounds like your kind of thing, Rawl. Yeah. Let's go. Give me just one moment <laughs> while I prepare this. Go and talk about whatever nonsense you have in the meantime. Prepare your battle strategy and such. All right, Doc. Uh, yeah, Doc walks over and goes, Hey, so this guy's fucking nuts, right? Yeah, he's really crazy. That's why I suggested a different game than your strength-based like, one. I don't think crazy means bad memory. No, you're right. Hoping for... They're, they're magic skeletons. I just figured they might be pretty strong. I mean, maybe. I don't know how that works. I don't either. Magic I'm just going to make me. a roll for Mayhew to see if she knows... She doesn't know she rolled garbage as well. So. <laughs> but how this is going to work is um, <laughs> you're definitely going to be making smarts rolls. Okay. 
what I'm going to do is this. So, just to make things interesting, I'm going to draw from this deck of cards, and the goal is to get three matches of the uh, suit. So, if you get three matches before he gets three matches, then we'll say you win. Okay. And however many successes you get is the number of redraws you can get to Mac to make the match work. Okay. So, just to make things more than just rolling dice. Okay. Make a smarts roll. And that's with your dice you your plus a six? Yes. Yes. Roll whatever your smarts die is and a six-sider and take the higher number. Well, it was two fives. Pretty dope. All right, so that is one success. And they're both diamonds, so that is a win for you. And the next pull for him is a failure. That's a king of hearts. I'll make his smarts roll just to see. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Rawls going to win this somehow because <laughs> that's a that's a critical failure. The snake eyes. <laughs> I failed from the guards I pulled, but that's just awful. Anyway, I, I'll say because he failed that so poorly... Go ahead and make your smarts roll, and I'll give you a bonus at the end. How am I getting? This is great. I got two fours. <laughs> All right, that is one success, and that's for the bonus. So that's a six of clubs, a ten of clubs, and then your redraw was a five of spades, which is another success. So it's two zero. He's probably going to lose this, but we'll see. Yep, that matches. That's a queen and a four. So it's two one. Make your smarts roll. Another four. Another four. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is your first failure. Jack of diamonds, nine of hearts, and two of clubs. No matches. So it's still two, one. And those are all diamonds, so that's a success. It is now two, two. Make your smarts roll. It's basically first or three wins. I got a four. Will luck favor Rawl? <laughs> that is that is no that's a ten of diamonds and eight of uh spades and a nine <gasps> of clubs. No. However, he gets no redraw, but he wins. That's a nine no. and a six of spades. <sighs> it's a really close game. So Oof. you guys are watching this and it's and it's this really tense game of basically uh i don't know the name of the game but you basically have a field of like 20 cards and you flip one and you keep going until you have all your matches and it's really tense like rolls like sailor and then sailor and then it's like it keeps going and like like rolls kicking his ass at the beginning and then towards the end he starts picking up and getting back into gear and it literally comes down to the very last card Rawl goes to point it out, and instead of getting the card he needs, he accidentally gets the other one, and that's when the sand runs out on the timer. No. It's right down to the wire. Well, well, well. Looks like I win. And that is probably... No, not yet. We got time. We got time. <laughs> cool. Time to time. Well, you know what that means. Get out of my sewer. Oh, wait, right. no. That means... Right. <laughs> I'm just going to shuffle this. We just this start to I... leave. <laughs> he says that, but it's not the red-eyed guy that says that. It's the blue-eyed guy. What? And he just lets... <laughs> seemingly lets you leave. <laughs> I'm just going to see if he can recover from this misstatement. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll say you guys get pretty far before he figures it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get probably like only a couple of a couple of feet away from getting back to the regular part of the sewers. And who's up front for this? Um, I imagine Doc is is Doc yeah. first to leave or is Rawl first to leave, I guess is my question. Uh, Mayhew would be first to leave because yeah. she was okay. furthest in the back. So I say right, Mayhew. So Mayhew would be first. Then Then Rawl and then Doc and David. Yeah. All right. So I have David in the back, 
and then I have Doc, and then I have Raw, and I have Mayu in the construct in the same row. So you guys get almost out when he goes, wait, what? And then his eye goes back to the to the one red, one blue, and goes, oh, I don't know. I didn't feel like we should kill them. And then like the eye goes totally red. Kill them as per our agreement. And then the uh, zombies start moving. But, you know, they're zombies. Or, but so are we'll they see if grooving? They can... <laughs> they're... Yes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Breakdancing zombies. Do 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 do. So Breakdancing zombies. They like do, spin do. around on the floor. Bits and pieces would come flying off. Yep. <laughs> Their pace is five. Their pace is five. I'm pretty sure all the pace here is five. I just got to double check. Yep. All the paces are five. Oh, you have no pace. How do you have no pace? Who? Oh, because you fly. That's why. Okay, that's fine. The flying Spooky, skull. Scary I'm just skeleton, kidding. you said. Oh. The running die D4. That is impressive. Not what I wanted to do. So one of the zombies, one of the bloated ones, starts just hauling butt after you and gets surprisingly close, actually. It's like almost right on your tail. And uh, I'll just make that the pace for the rest of them just to make things simple. This You have this procession of undead just hastily running at you in formation. They're and they're bad. clearly trying to kill us, right? Like it's they're not... trying to get up to you, yeah. But it, it's clear that their goal is to cause us harm. Yes, they have yeah. weapons raised. Okay. Or clawed hands raised. Gets confusing. Well, it makes sense. So we my question them. is, are you running or are you fighting? I uh, mean, Doc and David are ready to go. Cool. Yeah, Rollo would stay to fight because he sees them squaring up. I think Rollo would also know that if he said, "Hey, we're running," Doc's gonna run. He's not gonna stay and fight. Yeah. Um. Because if you run, I'm gonna use the chase rules, and if you stay and fight, then I'm going to basically have them make running checks to catch up to you. Yeah, let's run. See if we can't okay. get out and fill the sewer with water. Well, you're running the wrong direction for that. Oh, <laughs> never mind. No, we're just leaving so that this becomes someone yeah. else's problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just going to like becomes tell the city hiring watch. The guard and being like, hey, there's like an army of zombies and stuff in the sewers. Come on, let's go deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because, like, it. that's why they just kept sending down maintenance workers. Like, oh, that's weird. Phil left the job again. <laughs> it just, it's been only a couple weeks, and they've only lost one or two people. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe they're just quitting. Also, well, this I, is before any sort of, like, labor laws. That, too. I would hope the city would be nicer than that. But no. wishful thinking is wishful no. thinking. Capitalism. Oh, yep. This is also feudalism i would hope but um you know. no no feudalism in, in far feudalism isn't much of a thing it's closer to an oligarchy oh oh buddy oh buddy yeah because isn't this like a dictatorship no no they have a uh, uh parliamentary monarchy oh okay which one has the dictatorship uh, a few of them just not the one we're in okay god i love chases Especially in Savage Worlds. They make a lot more sense. I'm going to draw cards for each of you, and then I'm going to draw one for the approaching horde of bad guys. That is a two of diamonds for Doc. Or no, sorry, for Raw. And that's a six of diamonds for Doc, I believe. Yep. And then a jack of clubs, which I think is bad for Dr. Mayhew and friends. And a king of hearts for our zombie foals i believe if i could not hit my mic with my book that would be lovely <laughs> sorry ashley <laughs> that's gonna be a little annoying it's okay i uh i hit my mic earlier too <laughs> i did it and i was like fuck <laughs> does it not say what goes first spades hearts diamonds clubs same as normal because like it's got special maneuvers, which I don't. Yeah, we we can do some special stuff. Kind of depends. So 
Break all the participants into each group that will move and act independently. Everyone in the same ship, boat, or vehicle, for example, is one group. In a foot chase, each player character acts independently because they move independently. And the extras act as a group. They can be broken up into smaller groups if you want them to. The rearmost character should be at the rear. So on the far left card or card one. Everyone else should be placed to his right as fits the circumstances. Add more cards to either end of the row if someone falls behind or surges ahead. Okay. Um, the range is the number of chase cards between participants, not counting the attacker's card, times the range increment, which varies for the type of chase. So for a foot chase, the increment is five. Okay. Basically, they're going to go first because I'm going to kind of speed do this. So, they are not in range. They need to catch up. None of you are on the same chase card. Can they just move forward, I wonder? Um, it's one of the maneuvers. So, there's a change position maneuver, uh, such as closing in on foes, running from them, or attempting to reach some objective. Uh, the length of each round is up to the GM, but it's usually a combat round in a foot or car chase. So, they need to make a maneuvering roll, but this is also for driving and whatever i'll just make an agility check and the good news is they are undead so they're not great at this yeah they get that eh, that's actually surprisingly good so here's something fun the only way that this ends is if as we're running we disable everybody or we successfully flee but because we're all acting separately we're probably gonna get split up no <laughs> Well, I'm doing this a little bit modified, so that's a seven. So they start to get up onto David. However, because that's the very edge of what they can do, that is what they do. And uh, you basically see this horde of shambling undead catch right up to the rear of David and begin trying to grab towards his tail. No. However, they are unable to do so in the time limit they've been given. Good. Hmm. Then it's Dr. Mayhew, which means we get to deal with her complication because she got a complication. <laughs> Obstacle may block the path, blah, 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 blah. Character driver pilot must make a maneuvering roll as a free action to deal with it. Oh, so there's a difference between action card and chase card. Yes. The oh. chase card is, is just representative of the characters. Okay. They changed how this works. Yes. Okay. Hence my confusion. Okay. So Dr. Mayhew gets her foot stuck on probably a straight piece of rock or something. She's also quite short being a halfling, and she's not that fast. <laughs> and she actually manages to fall behind back to where David is, and she, there's some some nasty undead that are basically right next to her. Which then leaves us with good old Doc. So they're kind of uh, closing in on Mayhew? Yes, they're closing in on both Mayhew and your dire wolf. Okay. As a free action without having to roll anything, uh, Doc is going to drop back. Okay. So that he can be kind of in, in pace with Mayhew. What I want to do is, like, grab her. Because okay. I'm definitely strong enough to run and carry her at the same time. Well, she's not going to resist, so make... Uh... An athletics. Yes. So that'll be a six. All right. You quickly pick her up and throw her up under your shoulders, and her head's almost scraping the ceiling. But uh, that's what happens. So she is now, you and her are now moving on the same dealio. You are now in control of her, essentially. Right. And then that leaves us with Rawl. What is Rawl going to be doing? Is he like the middle of the pack? Rawl at this point is at the top, is the very front. Because Mayhew was at the front, got stuck, dropped back, and then Doc went back to grab her and haul her up. So... David's doing okay, right? 
David is currently surrounded by undead, but he can still move forward. Uh, um, I'm going to keep moving. And okay. if David looks like he's having a real issue on next go, I'll drop back. Okay. So you are now reasonably ahead of the bad guys. Oh, also Eli, uh, yes. what will David be doing? Because he's controlled oh. on your turn. David, as an action, David is going to attack one of the zombies. And then as a free action, he's going to try and move forward. Okay. Yeah, it's a failure. You got a three. Yeah, yeah, that fails. But on his athletics, he also got a three. Yeah, they just... No. One of them pulls his tail and, like, no. yanks him back. No. Baby. They're not nice. They're undead. Mm. I'm sorry. That's fair. And then it's their turn, because that was just a retroactive. Ew. Oh, Robot. Robot should also do something. Robot will drop back to where Doc is, and seeing that David is stuck, Robot is going to attack one of the creatures, because Robot is friend. Robot, Robot, what do you do? You do average. Cool, cool, cool. Average is a four, which misses, because it's an extra. All right. And then they got an ace of hearts, apparently, for some reason. So they're going to do their thing. And the drowned zombies, what do they get? They get a uh, attack, attack. Nah, regular D6. That's a three. That misses. The good news is David has some bronze barding. Yeah. And that means that most of these creatures are probably going to miss their attacks. Yeah, he's got a, well, he's, he's a parry of six, but he's a toughness of nine. Yeah. Ooh, these two actually have some... Two of these skeletons actually have some armor and a short sword. What? Two of them. Oh. However, apparently they suck because they got a two. So none of them managed to uh, scrape up David and that is their turn. The rest of them are going to keep moving to try and overshadow you. And that is what they will do. Basically, from what you can tell, the horde is beginning to converge upon you. And then it will be Mayhew's turn. I'm going to make a perception check. Well, it's not perception. It's notice. I'm going to make a notice check for her. Because one of these entities may or may not be uh, special, shall we say. She got a four. I'll say that's a success. Now she's got to shoot it. So Mayhew points to one of the zombies, and it looks like they have some sort of vial of orangish yellow liquid that has been shoved into the ribcage. Hmm. And it's got like little tinges of green to it in there too. And uh, she's going to attempt to shoot it. Uh, this is going to be difficult because she is shooting a small target. So she's at minus two. But you know, this is kind of her whole deal. So let's see. That is a six. That is a two. That's an eight, which is a six, which is a hit. Even with the cover from the bodies. So. What does the toughness of a glass vial filled with explosives? <laughs> that is the question. Oh, God. One? Uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually have stats for this. Let's see. <laughs> ah, this might be bad. Oh, well. Oh, no. All right. So she suits it. It hits. It shatters. And is immediately... There's this concussive boom sound as that skeleton or zombie, that zombie is immediately just incinerated. And what is essentially the equivalent of a low level fireball radiates out and rocks this whole battlefield. And I just need to see how big this is to see who gets hit, <gasps> which I'm pretty sure is everybody but Rawl, actually. Oh, God. Probably. Actually. You're only in the half Z's, so that's really good. Rawl is fine. 
Doc and Mayhew will take half damage, and Construct Bodyguard will take half damage. Everything else is going to get obliterated. For 3d6 fire damage, as uh, this vial of Greek fire and gunpowder explodes, some kind of alchemist's concoction of explosive force. So that's 17 damage, which, without even thinking about it, I know that kills all the zombies and all of the undead. So, 17 halved, so 16, so 8. Yeah. So, how tough is David? Uh, 9. Because David's kind of in the epicenter here. Unless so... it's ignoring... Do, do explosions ignore armor? For the purpose of this, no. Okay. Then, yeah, 9. So, it'd be 17 minus 9 is... My calculator isn't working. Eight. So what's his... That is his toughness. Mm -hmm. So that David takes two wounds from the force of this explosion. David is an extra. Oops. I blew up David. Maybe. I mean... My bad. There's always a 50-50 shot that extras survive. Well, high or low? Uh, Low. For this, I will roll a d20. I rolled a seven. David is unkind. David is blown 15 feet forward, and all of his fur is horribly singed, and he is unconscious, but alive. Okay, good. All of these entities are destroyed, and it was... What is uh, Doc's toughness? Oh, Doc's toughness is way lower. Well, but what is it? Seven. Well, the good news is you are only shaken because you were in the outer radius of this explosion, so it only catches half of you. Yay! So you only take uh, a little bit. And Construct Bodyguard, what are your stats? Uh, yeah, it's fine. It is shaken, technically, but it is fine. And that's the end of the episode as you guys manage to make your way back to Mayhew's workshop. Yay! And uh, get some much-needed rest. Yeah. In the shower. <laughs> and your clothes go into one of her fancy clothes washing machines. Yes, immediately. And David recovers. It's fine. Yeah. She she has healing abilities, being a, a mechanist alchemist. So she, she gives him one of her patented curing tinctures, which are actually called, because names are fun, mending mixture. Mayhew's mending mixture. Heal I love it. that a little bit. And do you just hear, like, as you're escaping, before that happens, as you're escaping, you just hear Anderson go, I'll get you. Oh, nah, nah, they're nice people. Nah, but they're, nah, nah, they're nice people. It's kind of still stuck in this Havsies dichotomy of one of one of them who really wants to kill you and the other one's like, nah, they were nice. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. That is, that is the end of the episode. You guys make it back and may you... Gives you some uh, shower time and uh, get ready for whatever whatever madness is next. Dope. Dope. So, do y'all have any have any pluggables? Yes, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under Am Cosplay Clean. Post a lot of D and D stuff, kind of. And uh, sewing stuff on those. Cosplay stuff, too. Brain. <laughs> what void-filled swamp can they find you in this time? Uh, the one to the left, but more specifically on the internet at royalartistandprops.com. Uh, the internet really is a void-filled swamp, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of... You can find me on YouTube <laughs> at Aerosil Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L, space P-R-I-M-E. That should have been the easy one to spell, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, where I post various Let's Plays of various role-playing games. Some of them are cool, some of them are less cool, but they're all fun. And, uh, you know, I haven't yet killed one of my companion's pets with an explosive device buried in the body of an undead, But, you know, it could happen. You're keeping that streak alive. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Thanks for stopping by for this part of our adventure. This podcast is part of the We Play RPGs network. You can learn more about We Play RPGs at weplayrpgs.com, on all social media at weplayrpgs, and if you support this podcast on patreon.com slash weplayrpgspodcast. You can always find wonderful merch at tpublic.com. Just search for We Play RPGs. Anyway, bye!